We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody and welcome back once again to no other pod i am jimmy as always with my good buddy daniel dan what is going on what is going on indeed man this is no other pod because we are like no other pod that's what it means right <laughs> exactly perfect that's exactly what i, I sure we'll, t- we'll we'll go with it yeah dude what's uh <laughs> dude happy new year to you you too. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Uh, did you uh, have a good New Year's holiday? It was fine. I almost made it to 10 p.m. <laughs> ah, there you go. Feeling good. A little, little crazy, are you? I know. <laughs> it's okay. We uh, we didn't do anything except sat on our couch and uh, and watched. Well, I thought we were gonna watch the ball drop, and then I turn it on, and I'm like, "What is this crap? They're in, uh, they're in New Orleans. They're not even in New York, so we didn't even get to see the ball drop. They had this weird like fleur de lis thing dropping in New Orleans, because I guess they're trying to do this live thing. So I don't know. It was kind of a a weird anticlimactic sitting on the couch New Year's for us. Well, but, hey, that's that's all right. You know, you're gonna be uh, married one of these days, and that'll be every New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but hey, big news to start off 2018. No other pod is international. What? Yeah, we uh, we got a tweet. I guess we, uh, maybe we were international before. I don't know, but we are confirmed international. We got a tweet from uh, Mr. Beej McGillishaw from, uh, from Canada saying that he uh, just listened and subscribed and is now uh, our our first confirmed international subscriber. So dig thank, it. Thank you, Mr. McGillishaw, uh, our uh, our our good friend from from north of the border, and uh, we're we're glad to have you. And uh, hopefully, you can convince more of your Canadian compadres to to listen in. Oh man, you can't have too many friends, you know. And I love it. That's uh, it's just so cool to see someone reach out, someone different every week, and. We kind of got our own little cast of players, you know what I mean? Like people that we uh, interact with online and they listen to us on the pod and must be doing something right, man. So we're just a couple idiots who love soccer and uh, maybe we're uh, maybe we're fun people. I don't know. I hope so. I like to think so. <laughs> but speaking of uh, 
of people who just love soccer and of, of international. I don't know if you saw this uh, this story going around uh, uh, earlier this week, but um, so the website 538 they do uh, they do like world soccer rankings every so often, um, and, and and they release an updated list every now and then, and and so they they released a, a list uh, not too long ago and. Um, you know, they had Sporting KC as number 335 in the world, which... Ah, so good. You know, hey, we're above RSL, which is uh, 352. Oh, that's big time. So, and we're above Sunderland, which is okay. 344. So there you go. You know, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well. Rock and roll. Considering. Um, but right <laughs> above Sporting KC at number 334... Is this little team from Sweden, I believe, called uh, IFK Goatborg, which I am probably butchering that poor team's right. name. There's I an umlaut am. or two in there somewhere, right? There so, is. Gut- absolutely. There's, a, there's an umlaut over the O, and so you're, you're probably right. Gutberg. Yeah, Gut. Um, I took but, diction in college. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, somehow we always wind up butchering international names um, now we're crushing it we're doing great <laughs> but uh but the cauldron got wind of this on uh on the day after christmas and uh and they let it be known to ifc gutberg that we are uh we are now enemies and we are coming for them um so so was born sort of this strange new uh new rivalry um Someone even updated the Sporting KC Wikipedia page saying that the club has a bitter rivalry with IFK Gutberg. Uh, and, and it's kind of taken on a, a life of its own from there, going so far as Mr. Uh, Emil Sal- Solomonson. Yeah, so, sure, we'll go with that. Take Emil it. Solomonson, <laughs> um, the, the right back and Swedish international for IFK Gutberg, kind of got wind of this, and, it, and it, uh, a Swedish newspaper asked him about it. And is a rough translation, but he said, you know, it's always fun to connect contacts with uh, supporters and teams from different parts of the world. You know, what I can say about the U.S. is that it's a nice country to go on vacation, so why not go to a training camp and meet the team from Kansas? Which is uh, this kind of a cool little story, isn't it? That's kind of neat. And I, I didn't do a whole lot of research into it. I saw that uh, Cauldron's Twitter was blowing up. And I was like, what the heck is this about? And I saw some Swedish guy... Uh, responding right and yeah. i i think i chi- i think i chimed in i was like i'd love to be this guy's fifth follower uh <laughs> he had four followers at the time and uh i i don't i didn't know what was happening but after hearing all the background and everything like that and it's just fun it's just all fun and games um i have drummed up the idea that we're probably just gonna sign zlatan ibrahimovic oh because of the swedish connection now it, that's it's long shot but uh, that's a hot hey. take, man. Hey, there you go. We do need a uh, a new striker. We do. So, um, you know, I think maybe a, a summer move once uh, the EPL season ends. You know, not, you know, not totally out of the question now. Maybe we get a, uh, you know, Mr. Solomonson to uh, pull some of his Swedish connections and and bring Zlatan along on that little training trip. And you know, one thing leads to another, and suddenly Zlatan's in Sporting Blue. <laughs> that's well stranger things have happened yeah, not really not really it's MLS. Maybe not <laughs> but uh yeah no i think this is kind of cool especially you know some of the fans from this uh ifk goatberg uh team started posting on online forums and 
you know, this obviously isn't really going to turn into, you know, a, a heated rivalry or maybe any rivalry per se of any sorts. But I'm, look, I'm I'm probably going to pay attention now to IFK Goldberg. I, I feel this strange little fan connection to him now just because of this fun little back and forth. And they seem like a fun group of people if they're willing to, to kind of play ball and even throw out the idea of coming to train here to, to meet sporting. So I think it's kind of yeah, cool. That'd be super funny. I mean, if like sporting did like a free friendly or something like that and had oh, them yeah. come to the states i that is a long shot dude i could never see anything like that happening but it's a it's been kind of fun banter so kudos to the cauldron twitter page for all of that nonsense yeah for sure and and so like i said this probably is not going to turn into a, a a real rivalry per se but um i don't know do you have a like a, a most hated rival of sporting kc i guess you could say Oh, man. Back, uh, I don't know uh, why you just kind of sprung that on me. Back <laughs> when I was, uh, you know, I, I would I would drink at the games occasionally, and I would hate every team that Sporting KC was playing, and I would find some player that I just hated so bad. And it was RSL for a little bit, and I just hated uh, Kyle Beckerman. I mean, is that is that not, yeah. is that the craziest thing in the world to think about? No. Not at all. No, not at all. Um, but also, since then, uh, I mean, Houston was a big one too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Houston historically is, has has been a rival of Sporting KC. Uh, RSL always nope. comes to mind. Sorry, dude. Rapids. It's the Rapids because I'm blocked by Marlon Harrison on Twitter. Uh, well, okay. That's a really good reason. We're um, rivals. Me and Marlon. We're, we're rivals. You're mortal enemies, I think. Yeah. Is what that means. I don't even know what I said to him. I don't even remember what I said on Twitter, but it must have been mean enough to get me blocked. You probably said, like, Kyle Beckerman has better hair or something. I think I just, I, I don't know. I must have put him down in the worst <laughs> way, dude. I should I should probably go back and try to find that. Yeah, man, that's funny. I don't I, I don't think I've ever been blocked by a uh, an athlete. Well, you're so, not trying hard enough. Uh, apparently not. Uh, I gotta step my game up. This is the world um, of trolls, bro. Get on board. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. So that's a good one. Rapids. That's 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 a solid one. Um, it's geographically correct. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a good. You know, Cauldron always sends out a, a ton of people out there, so that that's a good one. Um, what about you? Are you on the RSL boat? You know, RSL. Right when I really started following Sporting KC, um, really intensely after I moved. Uh, to, to Kansas City, you know, whatever it was, four or five years ago. It was um, right about the time that, you know, Sporting and RSL had their MLS Cup match, and then there were, you know, some words said from Benny Fellhaber about RSL, and, and there was kind of this, this constant back and forth, and it just really made me hate RSL. Like, every time, like, I, like, every time I see that stupid, like, cobalt color, I just, like, get so mad. Um, <laughs> You're like Kyle a bull. Be- yeah, Kyle <laughs> Beckerman's stupid hair, um, which is now gone. Well, so now um, you love him. No, not quite. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so definitely RSL's up there. Um, I don't. There's there's a couple other teams that I think I just don't like. Not even just because they're like they're not really sporting KC's rivals. Well, okay, Orlando. maybe one of them. Um, well, they're yeah, they're up there. Um, Portland's one, and and I guess you could kind of almost call that. Or it had the potential at, at a time to be a rival after that whole um, knockout round shootout double post thing, and then they kind of named a bar in their stadium the Double Post Bar, and they went on to win Cheeky. MLS Cup. 
Um, I've just never really liked Portland fans. Shout out to my brother who's a Portland fan. Um, <laughs> I think they're they're kind of obnoxious fans. Shout out to my brother who I don't like because he's a Portland fan. <laughs> Gosh dang he's, it. He's he's fine in all other aspects of life, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, the other the other team that I really really don't like because their fans now is is freaking Atlanta. I just like calm yeah. down, people. Like. They're not even like Sporting KC rivals because we're not even, we're not in the same conference. Like nope. they've played what once, mm-hmm. but like y'all didn't invent soccer. Y'all didn't even do that well. I mean, sure you, you were fine last year, but you lost at home in the knockout round. Let's not act like you won the treble or anything. So nope, I'm gonna call them the Atlanta Silverbacks. I will always call them that. <laughs> there you go. That's what they are. Yeah, I mean they just USL team, right? I think so. Yeah. What one of the lower division leagues? Well, didn't they, it they fold? move around so much? Um, I think so. Pretty sure, because Atlanta United starting a USL team this year. Right. Um, but every time I see a tweet from one of their fans, it's like, you know, they think that their front office is, like, running circles around the rest of the league, or, or they're doing things that no one else in soccer has ever thought of before, and I'm like... It's just because they came in hot in the inaugural year, you know what I mean? And that's They're, they're pumped know. up, I get it, but it's yeah. like, hey, calm down, join the big boys, all right? Yeah, I don't blame them. Like, hey, I'd be excited too. And I mean, I guess it's cool. They have an owner who's willing to splash some cash and spend big money. But like, let's save your, you know, your your taunting and your talking for after you actually win a trophy and win a playoff game. Like, let, you know, I just tone it down a bit. And I think you know, LAFC looks like they're coming in hot, so they may take the mantle as most annoying fan base this year. We'll see. That's true. Um, but. But I don't know. Well, what yeah. about, you know, the listeners? I mean, you guys out there, ladies and germs, uh, let us know what, what, your, what your rivalries are. Do you agree with us? Do you do you have another one that you just absolutely hate? Um, let us know. Yeah, who, who makes you mad? Or if there's a specific player, like, you know, it was Kyle Beckerman for me for a while. Um, who li- And I guess it's Hairston for, uh, for, for Dan because they're, they're apparently mortal enemies. Oh, my God, um, that sucks, dude. I kind of want to meet him and be like, hey, why did you block me? <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Please unblock me. Um, no, but that, seriously, though, shoot us, a, shoot us a tweet or something, or better yet, go leave a five-star review and tell us in the comment of the review what your uh, Sporting KC rivalry is. Yeah, for sure. We actually, uh, you know, we, we got an email this week from uh, one of our listeners, Eric, um, and I think he lives up in uh, in Michigan, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Upper Peninsula, right? Yeah, that's that's what he said. The UP. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he shot us an email, kind of just talking about what he thought of our last episode, and I guess he was at both of the Minnesota United games that that you and I were both at separately. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, if we ever get back up there uh, to Minnesota, maybe. Uh, Maybe Eric can can hop on over and and we'll meet him, meet up with him for for a beer and absolutely he uh, he ended his uh, his email saying as always hashtag pour one out for Latif ah. so <laughs> well uh, you know Latif keeps keeps tweeting at Sporting KC and I'm like okay we either gotta we either gotta repair this relationship yeah. or we gotta sever it man I is that a code is he know. like coding us he's like uh, help please I'm being held against my will come get me. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, he, he's tweeting at LAFC as well. Um, but weirdly enough, like, you know, LAFC keeps doing all their, like, cap tilt videos for all their new players. Oh they haven't gosh. done one with Latif yet. They didn't. Um, I don't know if, if they that's do. Cause... Watch, because if he blinks twice, he's not okay. <laughs> Blink right. twice if you're not okay, Latif. We're coming. Yeah, we'll save you. Um, 
I don't know if that's because Latif, I think, is over in Ghana right now, so it, it takes a little while to get that hat through customs and over to Africa. Oh, my gosh. Or if, uh, if they're still shopping them around. I don't know. I just I, I, I saw someone mention that the other day, and I was like, you know what? You're right. Um, every other player they've acquired that they're going to keep, they've, they've had that weird little hat tilt video and haven't done it with Latif yet. Did so they not... do that with Saman? They did, yeah. And then there's really? a, Yeah, and then there was this weird video of Saman and, and Walker Zimmerman, like, meeting together and matching LAFC track suits. And that's I, I cute. Just, like, yeah, come on now, people. Bro, you're, um, that, you're onto something, man. That's like some private eye stuff right there. He has not been in a video with the with the cap tilt. And if, if you all have seen this, he they literally just have the LAFC cap on and their head is down and they lift it up. And, and it's like, surprise, cross it's Walker arms. Zimmerman who tweeted from Walker Zimmerman's account yeah. Who knew? We already know. I, I don't. I don't know what that is. What, what what you're trying to surprise us with? But Latif has not had that video, and yet I think you're onto something. Yeah. Look at that. Real, actual kind of journalism. You are quite the gumshoe. That's right. Yeah. You might as well uh, call me uh, Detective Jimmy. Oh, so, you probably always found Carmen San Diego. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, let us know who you who your rival is. Um to bring it back and and we'll uh we'll keep latif watch going hashtag uh save latif hashtag Um, (laughs) latif watch latif watch oh my god can i i kind of want to make a video now to where i just have some hat and i i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing that we're gonna make fun of that somehow yeah every time you you make a decision in life you just have to like make a hat for it and then you can do your own little hat tilt video Oh yeah, dude. So, it, it's like cue the cue the CSI music or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Too yeah. funny. Hey, I noticed something <laughs> by the way. If we are actually dragging this podcast around, uh, my wife Marissa listens to us on one and a half times speed, and I'm like, "What the hell, babe? <laughs> wow. You, you put us on one and a half?" And she's like, "No, you're still you're still great. You're still funny." And I said, "Don't lie to me. I'm not she, funny." She just <laughs> doesn't want to listen to us, apparently. I mean, she. I think she just can't be bothered. I mean, she has so many other podcasts to listen to that she's got to yeah. put us on one and a half speed. So she if you guys need enough. to do that, go ahead. But uh, we probably sound just as awesome, I'm sure. But I've never, I've yet to do that. Slightly more chipmunky, maybe. But uh, but you never you know. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that little tidbit of information in there. It's kind of I didn't even know you could do that with your podcast. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can put them on faster speeds. Apparently, she hears you talk too much throughout the rest of the day she's like i don't need to uh, to listen to him any more than i already do so we'll she's like let's get through this speed this up a bit um oh my gosh <laughs> well uh well yeah hey we're, we're gonna move on here to another um story that you know we all know that sporting kc is in desperate need of a new forward a new goal scorer mm-hmm. they traded for for Kyrie shelton from nycfc but no one expects or thinks that he's the the permanent answer or at least the immediate answer maybe long term he might be but but right now he's certainly not going to be the only striker they bring in um but the the transfer international transfer market's about to open up um and there is a report that sporting kc is linked to a portuguese striker whose name i am going to butcher again but marco pachau pachau P-A-I-X-A-O. I'm not sure how you would say that in uh, in Portuguese. Um, but apparently he and his brother Flavio are uh, rumored to want to come to Major League Soccer. This is according to the Blue Testament. Um, and and 
boarding KC is linked to Marco, who is the brother. And so I was like, okay, let's let's look up a little bit of info about Marco. Um, he's 33, so he's a bit older. Transfer Market lists his estimated value, which take that with a grain of salt, but they list it as about 750,000 euros, so a million dollars, give or take. Um, but, you know, he's he's been in the the uh, f- um, first division, uh, Polish first division, and, and over the last couple of years, he's he scored 27 goals. So that's that's respectable. Um, I don't know. Like, what do, you, what do you think about Sporting KC looking at potentially bringing in a 33-year-old striker instead of someone younger? Well, that is interesting, to say the least. Um, I don't know. I mean, we were such a young team last year. It, like, you know, I think we talked about this earlier. It's a, it's a win-now kind of attitude. It's a let's get a guy in there who can score some goals. Uh, maybe he's a one-and-done. Maybe maybe he stays for two years. But let's uh, let's make a run for the for the MLS Cup, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And and if for some of the more savvy MLS fans out there, um, they may know that uh, the Chicago Fires uh, striker Nemanja Nikolic actually came from the Polish First Division, and and that worked out pretty well for the Fire last year, um, if I do say so, with him winning the Golden Boot. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think like you said, uh, that's that's kind of the case. It, it makes me think that if Sporting KC are going for someone this old, um, then then they're really pushing for MLS Cup this season. And I think that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, some of the contract situations and some of the other players that have kind of made up that Sporting KC core over the, the last uh, number of years. You know, Beisler, uh, Benny Fellhaber, Graham Zussi, Seth Sinovic, Roger Espinoza. Um, they're all around that 31, 32, 33-year-old age Um and a lot of their contracts come up after this year. So it, it may be kind of that, you know, win this year or or blow it up mentality. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, hey, if you can bring in an experienced striker who can come in and score 15 to 20 goals, even if he has 33, I'm all for it. So, I his, Yeah, I'm down. His, uh, his FIFA 18 ranking for all of you wondering, because that's honestly how I will judge whether I'm happy with the transfer or not. If I don't know anything about the player, um, he's an overall 72, which is uh, four points better than our current best striker, which is Diego Rubio at 68. So interesting. FIFA says he's an upgrade. Um, I, I, I believe it. Nemanja Nikolic was a 75 when he came over. So there you go. FIFA has spoken and FIFA says it would be an upgrade. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah so okay Mo- looking forward into 2018 obviously um a-, a new striker is on everyone's wish list and everyone kind of expects that you know whether it's marco or, or someone else uh w- will get one um is is there something in particular in-, in 2018 that you're looking forward to most about sporting kc um or or mls in general uh yeah, man, I want to see us. I want to see us get back to like winning games by multiple goals. Um, I don't want to tie as many times as we tied this year. I don't want to see any of that. You know, I want to. I want to score goals again. I want to see those, you know, six-two thumpings of FC Dallas in the U.S. Open Cup. I want to see 
uh, 4-3 comeback uh, late in the game against Vancouver Whitecaps. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. After having four straight years of being knocked out in, in the first round of the playoffs, it's just like you kind of feel like this is in some ways like a make-or-break year, and I don't even really know what that means per se, but like something's got to change, and I feel like, Sporting KC fans are just going to be so disappointed if we get to the playoffs and have another first-round loss. Like, I almost figure that they got to make it to the Western Conference Finals at least to, to kind of, like, make Sporting KC fans feel like, okay, we're, we're kind of back on track. Because, um, I mean, getting to the second round, sure, that, that would be great. But, um, I don't know, this team seems like it should be better than that, uh, especially if they do bring in two, if not three, designated players. Um which is kind of what I'm most, I guess you could say most looking forward to, but, but definitely most interested in is to see how the ownership group really adapts to the, the changing MLS landscape as far as what teams are willing to spend to bring in top quality talent from around the world. Um, with, with the influx of almost $3 million more allocation dollars the league's giving, um, plus the rumors that Sporting KC are willing to splash some cash of their own, uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see sort of the next evolution of Sporting KC, if you will, and what Peter Vermees can do when he's given just a bit more resources to actually compete with some of these uh, these teams that are willing to spend money, like Atlanta or LAFC or New York or Orlando. So um, it it'll definitely be an interesting year, um, and, and and like we said, it it kind of might be the last year of that core group of guys. So. It'll be something to, to, to keep an eye on and to uh, to kind of appreciate as the year goes on because you never know what, what will happen. We might not see these guys back in Sporting Blue next year. Oh, yeah, man. It's a big-time year. I mean, I, I think it's got to be, like you said, like we both said, it's a win-now mentality because this isn't going to be the same team after this year. No. So, um, But speaking of new faces um, – we we did get a couple of questions on uh, on Twitter when we we put out a call for questions. Um, yeah, yeah. Small Birdie, that's the uh, the Twitter name. Um, I guess one of our listeners from Kansas City uh, asked us a question: Is Johan Croizet a real solution to our scoring problems? I heard he was just a future replacement for Benny. If that's true, does that mean Benny is getting closer to retirement? I noticed he had played less frequently last season. Um, We've we've talked about this a, a, a bit before. Um, what what do you think is is do you think Croizet is is the solution to our scoring problems? Uh, no, I, I don't. I, I don't. I think he's a. I think he'll be a good piece of the puzzle. Um, but I don't think he's the solution. I think we are gonna get a, uh, one or two more guys that are really gonna help bring this together. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Um. Croizet is reported as uh, a central attacking midfielder, a, a number 10, as, as they're called, um, which is the same position that, that Benny plays. Um, I do think that Croizet is, is kind of expected to be the replacement for Benny, like, um, like the small birdie said. Um, he's, Johan's only 25 years old, so he's, uh, he's a lot younger than Benny. Um, but he's never been a goal scorer in his career. Um, looking looking at his uh, his career stats, I mean he he scored three goals in 43 appearances for 
KV Mechelen, who um, is is his current team. Um, you know, he's he's not a he's not a goal scorer. He, he but he is supposed to be like a, a a creative attacking midfielder in that he'll create chances for other players. Um, to answer the part about Benny and is he getting older and closer to retirement? I don't know if he's getting closer to retirement per se, but he only does have one more year on his sporting KC contract. And for the amount of money he's making, I wouldn't be surprised if, if sporting does say, thank you for all your years of service to us. Um, we need to go in, in a cheaper, younger direction after this year. I, 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 I don't know. Agree. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, Benny's on his way out as well, and people will cry. Um, I'll never forget my my friend <laughs> my friend Vanessa freaking bawled her eyes out when Benny got a red card one game. Just started, <laughs> just started crying, and and cried after the game, like he's gonna miss the next game. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh people will people like her will absolutely lose their minds when he leaves. But Every good player leaves, whether they retire or get sold, and it's it's just the way it is, man, and it's it's hard to accept sometimes. Yeah, especially in soccer. I think Sporting KC has been really fortunate to have a core group of guys who have been here for the amount of years they have. I mean, sure. it is not unusual in, in soccer to have players be with the team for one, two, maybe three at most years, but, you know... 2018 is going to be Benny's sixth year with Sporting KC, uh, and, and Graham Zusi, Matt Beisler, um, Roger Espinoza, Sestinovic, these guys have, have been here most of the time, if not all the time, that Benny's been there, and, and there's been you know a huge amount of success during that time with the Open Cups and MLS Cup, um, but having said that, like you said, there does come a time where everyone has to move on. Benny did play his least amount of minutes last year since 2013. Um, he only scored five goals and three assists. Um, I think it's really good that Johan and Benny will have a year together because it'll kind of provide a buffer for for Johan to kind of learn the league. But uh, yeah, I think I think this might be Benny's last year, as sad as it is. Um, but no, I don't think Johan is the scoring guy. I think he'll be more of a uh, a chance creator, and I think that. Um, whether it's that Marco Pachau or, or someone else, there, there's a uh, another um, true attacking threat to be brought in. No, absolutely. You're right. Um, one other question from uh, Grant Irvine came in on uh, on Twitter. I said, is Espinoza anything more than an average midfielder? Uh, maybe a super sub of Benny Failhaber. I think he's asking, should Espinoza be a super sub of Benny Failhaber? Um, either that or he's asking, should Benny Fellhaber be a super sub? Either way, we can we can touch on both real quick. That second one sounds more likely, but yeah. It... Yeah. Yeah, I think so too, because Espinoza and Benny don't really... They both play midfield, but they don't really play the same position in the midfield. Um, yeah, so he's probably asking, is the, is Benny Fellhaber more of a super sub this year with Johan being in there? Yeah, and so we'll, real quick on that, I think... It's probably very likely that by the end of the season, the second half of the season, Benny probably will be a super sub. Um, you sign Johan to to DP money, um, and it and it's reported that they paid you know like 1.2 million in a transfer fee, and he's going to be a designated player. You don't spend over a million dollars, and you don't pay someone designated player money to not start. Um, that's not to say that he'll start from day one because as 
he takes time to learn MLS. It, it might take a little bit, but I, I absolutely think that he was signed with the intention of getting him in the starting lineup. And hey, maybe there's some days where he and Benny play side by side and, and kind of. Um, a, a dual attacking midfield setup, or, or Benny can can drop back sometimes and play a little bit more defensively. Um, but I mean, I think you'd agree that Benny probably will be a super sub more than likely by the end of the year. Sad to think, but I don't know, man. Who's to say? We're just speculating here. He might come out guns blazing, and uh, that's true. And you don't want to take him off the field because he's just so hot, you know? That's true. And hey, Mad Benny sometimes is the best Benny. That's true, man, and that's that brings me to Roger as well. Like, Mad Roger is the best kind of Roger. I yeah. I love him, dude. I I think he's more than an average midfielder. I, I could see why someone would would think differently, um, but I think we're a better team when he's on the field. Um, he's able to track back so well. Um, he's still got his legs underneath him. He's not he's not dead yet, and some of his passes and and interceptions and and defense is phenomenal so i i don't know i don't know what else i can say about roger i i know every shot he takes is like gonna go over the net but at least he's taking those shots yeah i think roger he's a he's a hard player for for someone who unless you like really know like the intricacies of like soccer strategy it's hard to to see his value like on the stat sheet um because he's not ever going to be a real goal scorer. He's never scored more than one goal in a season for Sporting KC or the Wizards when he was here, when, when they were the Wizards. Um, he's never had more than, than five assists in a season, and that was in 2016. Um, this last year, he, ha- he had one goal and three assists um, in 2,700 minutes, just about. But but like you said, he's, he's kind of like the engine that keeps the team running in the middle of the field. Um, he's such a great captain, and, and yes, there are times when he can get mad and he might throw a punch at Brad Davis and get himself <laughs> a, a suspension. Um, but there's also so many times where he kind of is, is that calming presence where he's literally going around and like telling people, hey, relax, or you go here. I know that Jimmy Madronda has said that like Roger Espinoza is sort of his mentor. Oh, like um, a big brother, dude. If Jimmy Madronda was in trouble, Roger's coming in and getting a red card like he's hitting somebody right for sure um and i think that the rest of the team knows that roger has their back and, and he wears that captain's armband and and he can get in there and, and he's a respected player so so refs well, will listen Beesler. to him Beasler wears captain armband what are you talking about they go back and forth at oh there was Beesler's a li- gone i gotcha well the, there was a there was a time when uh Beasler was gone and roger wore the armband and then Beasler came back but roger right. was doing so well under roger with the armband that they just kind of Kept writing Roger as the captain. Well, Beasler so. wasn't himself. He didn't even he didn't even get in the game. Yeah, no, that's I right. I remember that. Um, so I think it's really good to have someone like that. Now, one could make the argument that he probably does get paid more than maybe he should, yeah. um, especially that's for the position he plays on the field because he is our most expensive player at least right or was last year. I don't know what Johan or, or any of the new guys will make. Well, so you buy him down. You buy him down with the tan. Yeah, I think that's you know he you buy him down so he's not a designated player anymore. Um, but I, I I don't I don't think he's merely an average player. I think he can have average games um, as anyone really can. But I I still think he brings value to the team. He, uh, WhoScored.com, a, a soccer website, says that 
um, his passing accuracy is 84%, which is pretty high. Um, Dude, you know, like, the best websites. (laughs) You're like, soccer gurus slash org. And I'm like, well, how do you know this stuff? (laughs) This is a... this is what I do. I just when I'm bored, I'm like, let's go look up uh, soccer stats for for players that I like. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Jimmy was fired because he was on the <laughs> soccer internet all day. No, I get my work done. Um, <laughs> and I, I got I, I follow a lot of really smart people on on Twitter. Um, right, right. Who who I just steal their websites. Uh, I just fight <laughs> on Twitter. I I don't know how to do Twitter very well. I just I get angry. You fight and get blocked by. Marlon I, do. I do, I <laughs> do. Um. So yeah, I, I certainly think he's better than an average player. He's getting a little bit up there in age. He's probably not going to be able to be the 2,700 minute a year enforcer that he has been for very much longer. But he certainly brings value um, to to Sporting KC, and and I think that when Roger is on the field, Sporting KC is a better team. So that's how there I'll uh, I'll leave that. Yes, um, sir. We uh, we'll we'll switch to. Um, Another kind of look forward to to the season. Um, last year we know was the first year that um, video review was used in MLS, and it was only used for like the last half of the season, really, um, mm-hmm. after the All Star break. Um, what what did you think of of video review in its uh, in its first half year, I guess? Oh, I dig it, dude. I mean, I'll see I'll see needs for it around other leagues in Europe and. I'm like, oh my gosh, get VAR, man. That would help. And uh, while it's not perfect, it it is a it's a start. It's a help, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's it's an important thing to have in uh, in MLS. I think what's so frustrating about it for fans is is, and this is on the league um, and pro to a certain extent, but I think maybe more so the league than even pro. I don't think they did a very good job of communicating what should or shouldn't be reviewed and how it should be reviewed and then what can happen once something is reviewed because there was so much confusion about like can that play be reviewed should it be reviewed is it clear enough to be reviewed and and some of that's on on pro because I think they were inconsistent from ref to ref on what should and shouldn't be reviewed mm-hmm but, but I don't think MLS did a very good job of, of communicating that to fans. And I think that fans are, are sort of owed an explanation. I don't know how you do this, but, like, you know how if you're watching the NFL and, and there's a challenge, when they come back out and they, they give a decision, like, most of the time they're like, you know, the, the, the ruling on the field was overturned, the pass was incomplete because the player was juggling the ball as he was going out of bounds and he didn't get two feet inbound. Like, you, you kind of understand the decision that, that was made. Yeah. Like, most of the time with, with video review and MLS, like they go to like the secret hood and they watch something for like three minutes and they come back out and they're like, okay, let's go. And you're like, what happened? Like, yeah, what, tell us what what's happened. What's going on? Um, they'll tell us if like a call was changed, I guess. They'll point to the spot and then you're like, oh, I guess they awarded a penalty. But man, I don't then know. they mess up sometimes. Like, they, the, I hate that a referee has to, like, he gets to choose if he goes to VAR. I, I really wish that coaches had challenge flags and they could be like, you know what? He scored that goal. He just scored right now. He was about a foot off sides. Go take a look at it. Yeah. So that's a good point. MLS cup, yo. (laughs) So technically for, for video review, it says only four 
match-changing decisions can trigger a video review, and those are goals, penalties, straight red cards, and cases of mistaken identity. So any play that involves those is one that, that can start a video review, and the, the video assistant referee will be watching on a screen somewhere, and if he sees something in one of those four instances, he'll buzz down to the main referee, but then you're right. It's up to the main referee if he wants to actually stop play to go review the call he made. So Right. The, I think the if, video guy should be like, uh, no, you need to stop the play. Like, I think he should override the main referee. Yeah, and that's how it works in, in like, the NFL or college Absolutely. football. Is like, the, the refs up in the booth are like, hey, no, 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 like, wait, we think you got this wrong. Like, let's take a look. And I understand that they don't want to interrupt the flow of the game too much, and that's sometimes a complaint about, like, college football or NFL is sometimes there's just so many reviews, but... I think that's just where the discretion of the video assistant review comes in is like, okay, is this really clear enough um, to, to review? And, and, and they've said, you know, they don't review, was the decision right? They go to ask the question, was the decision clearly wrong? And if they are confident enough that the decision was clearly wrong, I do. I agree. I think it's kind of weird that you leave it up to then the referee who made the clearly wrong decision. It's like, hey, do you want to review that call that you got wrong, but you obviously think is right because you called it? Like, it just, I don't know, seems kind of weird to me. It is. It is weird. And I, maybe they'll improve on it in the in the future, but, you know, it's still new, so they're going to keep doing what they're doing and making sure it works. Yeah, the other thing that I learned that I did not know, but someone in the league actually told this to me, and I was like, I don't actually think that's right. I don't believe you, even though you're in the league. Um, but it is right. I always thought that like you can't award yellow cards from video review, but that's not actually correct. Right. You, you can... So those four instances, goals, penalties, straight red cards, or cases of mistaken identity, those are the match-changing plays, but those are only quote-unquote the entry point for review so Mm -hmm. once you start reviewing and they review like the whole attacking sequence or the whole sequence leading up to whatever's under review the ref can adjust any call made during that sequence whatever he wants so like no they can't stop play because the the video assistant referee is like hey i think that might have been a yellow card but if the if the ref video assistant referee says hey i think that goal he might have actually been offside if they stop play for that, and while they're reviewing the offside call, the the ref sees, oh, I should have given a yellow card to that guy. He can, which I didn't know. Yeah, so. man, absolutely. It's like, well, I got to check on this goal. Hold up, what's going on over there? Why'd that dude punch him in the back of the head? Yeah. So I mean, I, I I think it's it's things like that that the league just hopefully can be a little bit better about communicating. Um, and figure out a way to, one, be a bit more efficient and consistent, like the Bundesliga. They're all over VAR. And uh, and, a, and a little bit better at explaining why decisions are being made. So Big time. Um, I think, as far as I know, Sporting KC, I, I could only find or recollect one instance where um, video review actually came into play, and it was uh, against um, the Whitecaps at the end of September, and it, they were actually awarded a penalty um, it was the eighth minute of, of the match, and right. uh, Baltimore Toledo um, awarded Sporting KC a, a free kick because of a foul committed by Kendall Waston, but they went to, to video review, and they actually determined that um, the foul was committed inside the box, and so that was changed from a free kick to a penalty. So yep. um, 
that's the only time I could think that it actually really had an effect. But now there were plenty of times where myself and, and probably a bunch of people in the cauldron and all over Sporting KC Nation were like, that should be reviewed. Um, but that's the only time I could think that it actually affected Sporting KC. So, right. You're right. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll hope that, that VAR keeps getting better as we get into 2018, but I, I think we're, we're both in agreement. It's, it's an overall a good change. They just, they're working out some kinks. So, yes, sir. Um, lastly, I'm kind of, kind of winding down here. Winding um, down. Look at that. Might be an early podcast, people. Only 45 minutes instead of an hour that we have been going. Um, but there was a kind of a blockbuster trade today. I don't think it's officially been confirmed by the two teams involved, but MLS is reporting on it, and Jeff uh, Reuter from ESPN reported on it. Or excuse me, Jeff Carlisle from ESPN reported on it, and Jeff uh, Reuter, who's another soccer writer, um, he reported on it as well. The New York Red Bulls traded their captain, Sasha Kleschen, to uh, Orlando City for attacker Carlos Rivas and defender Tommy Redding. But what's crazy to me is the Red Bulls also sent $150,000 in targeted allocation money along with Sasha to Orlando, which, I I mean, Sasha was, I think, their best player. This seems kind of, I know he's older and and Rivas and Redding are are both younger, but kind of feels like the Red Bulls are, are almost, like, giving up. Dude. I don't even like. I can't even speculate on them. Like I, I'm just. It blew my mind when I saw it. I I didn't see the rumors happening. I didn't know that. Well, I knew I knew they were kind of shopping him around, and I was like, okay, that's that's crazy. I mean, everything has a price, though. So sure, shop him around. I didn't think it would actually happen. That they've sold their captain for the second year in a row. Are you kidding me? Yep. Yeah, and you gotta if you're like Bradley Wright Phillips, you gotta be sitting there being like, what the heck, man. Like, am I next? Like, what what is going on? Um, yeah, all my friends are leaving, dude. What the hell? <laughs> right. Um, you know, I saw some people react to this uh, this trade. Like, um, they're like, hey, you know, I think this is a, a a good deal for for New York. They get Rivas and Redding and 150,000 in, in allocation money. Um, but then people are like, no, 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 no. Like, the reports are that New York is is sending Sasha and 150,000 to Orlando. And it's just like, what the the heck is going on? I just, I don't even understand. Um, I don't know, know. man. I think long story short, just, I think Orlando wins that deal. Um, And I I don't know. I'll be excited to watch them. I mean, seeing uh, Sasha give some service to Dom, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, he's, I think, a, a good replacement for Kaká, who's obviously... Um, not there um, right. anymore, and and Sasha is not going to be the eight million, nine million dollar cap hit, whatever that Kaká was. Um, so now you got Kyle Laren, at least for now, if he's still on the red, uh, excuse me, Orlando, come uh, the the start of the season. You got Dom, you got Sasha, you got one hundred fifty thousand more in allocation money to spend. I, I I don't know. Orlando, they're making moves and they need to because they were disappointing last year. So. Um, They've yet to make the playoffs in the three or four years that they've been in MLS, so it's it seems like it's kind of a uh, now or or never mentality for Orlando, um, and so I like it for their part. I just I don't know what what the Red Bulls are doing, so 
We'll see, man. It's it's ah it's so interesting. I mean, they made the playoffs, so and then they just get rid of one of their best players. So it, it'll be. I don't know. They're probably a lot of their fans are probably feeling like we felt when Dom left. You know, a little little confused, a little sad, a little scared. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I I do think that, you know, maybe Sasha will be a bit happier once it comes uh winter time to be in Orlando, Florida than than New York where it was <laughs> like two degrees today. So there you go. It probably sounds a little better. Good for him. Um, but yeah, big big blockbuster trade. I'm sure there will be more trades. Um. Doesn't affect Sporting KC too much in in the immediate future because they're those are obviously two Eastern Conference teams. So as long as Sporting KC stays in the West, which I think they will for the foreseeable future, even though they've kind of been the ping pong ball that bounces back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it probably won't affect them too much unless they they meet up with one of these two teams in uh, what would be MLS Cup. So we'll see. Probably not the Red Bulls anymore, but who knows? Maybe Orlando City. Right. Right. Um. Well, that is all I have for today. Dude, that's you, it, man. Uh, no, that's you got anything? That's it. That that feels that feels good for our new, for our first pod of uh, 2018 in the book. Yes, sir. Man. Another year, another another episode, and uh, gosh dang, you got you got things coming up. Some notable dates. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You got the freaking super draft this month. You know, you're going to have yes, the player sir. combine. They're going to be scrimmaging. That's always kind of fun to stream on your phone or something. But then you're going right into people's preseason tournaments. And then, sweet Lord, we open the season in, in like 60 days. It's crazy. And we should be getting a full uh, MLS schedule announced in the next uh, next few weeks. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think it always happens in like the first or second week of January, so... And we'll have a uh, a new jersey reveal at some point. Sporting KC usually puts that off till much closer to uh, to the start of the year. We've already seen a couple of teams already release new jerseys with uh, New England and the Red Bulls. I was kind of underwhelmed by both of them. Right. I don't know if Sporting, you saw them. Sporting's going to win. Th- those jerseys were terrible. Yeah. So definitely uh, big things to look forward to in the coming months. I mean, preseason's going to be here before we know it. So um, exciting times ahead. Um, lots of good things coming up in, in 2018 for the pod. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to be looking at doing some some fun, exciting things. I know Dan mentioned a couple last time, but you guys let us know if there's anything in particular you want to hear, any topics you want us to cover. Um, just uh, let us know. Shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at nootherpod. Like us on Facebook, nootherpod. Uh, you can tweet me at jcmag03. Uh, tweet Dan at dancouser. Um and, and like Dan said, leave us a, a, a rating and, and leave us a review. Um, and, and we'll uh, Let us know we'll that rivalry, forward. right? That's right. Yeah, good call. Tell us, uh, tell us your, your most hated rival or, uh, or who your most hated player is. Or if you got a story like Dan and he got blocked by someone, um, you know, we, we'll, uh, we'd love to hear it. He's so. my nemesis. I'm coming for you, Marlon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, he's, uh, I'm sure he's listening. So He's faster than me. <laughs> just a little bit um but you know if you if you got in there with a good tackle i think you could get him that's true just one i just need to take him down and then, then i'll just lay on him that's <laughs> there you go <laughs> um well there it is man first pod 2018 in the books cool. um thank we'll, you everybody uh, thank you so much we'll talk to you next week for dan i'm jimmy we'll see you later peace out <laughs> You tell me for you